Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in. This is James from Cave Dweller Music. You are joined by me and my co-host Brendan, and today our guest is Josh Thieler. I hope that I pronounced that last name correctly from Uzkost, uh, the political black metal band from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Thank you so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Anytime. Um, for anyone who doesn't know your music, know the project or anything like that, do you want to just tell people a little bit about what you do and what the band's all about? Yeah, for sure. Um, so uh, we started Uzcast, um as a band called Slaves BC back in 2010. Um, and in 2020, we realized that that name was kind of a bummer uh, for a group of white guys to have. So we changed that to Uzcast. Um I historically was the drummer and the vocalist, um, but in 2020, uh, very, very grateful uh, that we were able to finally find a permanent drummer. Um, so I'm now just the vocalist, um, but I do all of our artwork. And if you interact with any of us, any of it on social media, that's all me. Um, nice. So, yeah. I have to say that the artwork is one of the things that really uh, drew me to the band. That the cover art, especially for the song "Property," uh, "Property and Profit," uh, yeah. Just, yeah, I love that one. Just absolutely awesome. I think oh. that's the first one I ever saw, and oh. I was like, "Oh wait, I have this! Like, I, I I have this. This is odd. Like, I this is oddly familiar." And then, boom. Oh, cool. That that's. Uh... Uh, thank you for saying that because um, that artwork was a style that I had never tried before and I just kind of got the image in my head like as soon as we like started thinking about writing the song and I was like it would be cool if I could try to do exactly this and it you know it came out pretty close to what I was trying to do but I was still worried that people would be like yo man what are you doing this is terrible <laughs> <laughs> No, I think it's uh, 100% like a conversation started, regardless of what people's perspective is on on, on the image. You're going to get people, you know, looking further into the music from just seeing that image, which is great because it raises awareness for what the song is all about. Yeah. Um, so then for people that don't know, uh, the artwork is kind of like a 60s pop art uh, of a person wearing a police uniform uh, with like a antique pig mask on their face and a silhouette of a gun being held to the back of their head. Um, so that, that song for property and profit was uh, it's not, it's not pro pro police. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, and then for me, I mean, we, you were referred to us by Tom from all father, which uh, he's a big fan of yours, but I actually had, discovered you before that I, I realized uh after the interview uh the song that you did arise assemble conjoin your flame that was actually the first song of yours that i was introduced to oh cool uh that's a uh in my opinion that's a good one to uh start off with for us that uh, when did that come out again that was last year wasn't it yeah uh, i think that was year? the end of november yeah Cool. I remember I saw you got featured on one of this, uh, some big metal site. I can't remember which one, but they did a, a feature on uh, this track. It might have been Machine Music. I maybe remember that incorrectly. Uh, I'm going to guess it was No Clean Singing. Oh, yeah. That may have been what it was. 
right? It, they've been, I'm really surprised because I always looked at No Clean Singing as like one of the harshest uh, <laughs> music critics that we could get, but they've been really kind to us, especially with the new singles. That's awesome. Great to see it. So the band uh, obviously changed the name for those reasons that you mentioned, but what's sort of the, the driving ethos of Uzkos? Uh, like what's, what's the idea behind the band? Yeah, um, so it's kind of evolved over the years, um, but most recently it was just, I would, I would say like myself and uh, a few of the other guys that are now in the band uh, were, were raised extremely conservatively um, and it took us a while. Uh, me, most of all, it took me a really long time um, to like put, put that aside and <laughs> leave it behind. Um, it honestly wasn't like I probably uh, like 2014, 2015, I started to be like, hey, maybe some of this is a bummer. But like 2016 was like when I, I would say I became like fully radicalized. And I was just like, yo, like this stuff that I've believed and argued for my entire life and everything that I was taught is like actively harming large swaths of the population. Um, and like, just like having conversations with people like opened all that up for me. So I would say the band now is more, you know, cause like obviously music is for anybody and it should be enjoyed by anybody who wants to. And I'm, super not a gatekeeper with metal at all um but it's kind of historically been metal is mostly like white straight white guys that are the large percentage of people who enjoy metal so i started to just write things addressing writing things to address that audience to just you know be like <clears throat> hey um you know bands like Five Finger Death Punch or whoever else that are pro cop, you know, and have thin blue line flags on their shirts and stuff uh, like that's bullshit, you know, and like, you know, a lot of the black metal bands or, you know, death metal bands that are, you know, talking about hating women or hating trans people or, you know, the homosexual community, that's bullshit, <laughs> you know, and like uh, just fighting yeah. back against that. We right. uh, outside, people outside are people, a, right? Yeah, but uh, as this said, outside takes a pretty strong stance on that stuff as well. Um, we actually have a charity sampler, a dungeon synth charity sampler with all proceeds going to a uh, uh, transgender uh, organization coming out later this year. Oh, hell yeah, that's awesome! Thank you. Yeah, it's a different approach. I don't think anyone's done a, a trans rights dungeon synth sampler yet, so it's been a, yeah. it'd be interesting to see oh, how it goes. First well, hopefully, hopefully in like two to five years, uh, it'll be like, oh, hey, it's this month's trans dungeon synth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> stop the trend. <laughs> pave, pave that path and then start dragging people down it with you. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, we, we try to do a couple of samples a year, like the, we, we do a mental health one every uh, May, which is normally 50 to 70 tracks. This year is the biggest one we've done. Um, mm -hmm. And then in January, we did one for Doctors Without Borders that was grindcore and power violence based. Um, yeah. Next one's going to be the trans one. And then the one after that is going to be uh, 
an environmental conservation one, uh, which is still being put together at this point. Yeah, it's fantastic. Thank you. Uh, and I know you mentioned that you do um, some charity work as well for an organization that you're part of. Yeah, um, I started working with a, a group. Uh, and when I say group, it it's kind of three of us, three or four of us, uh, depending on the day. Um, but it's called Community Care and Resistance in Pittsburgh. Um, you can find us on Instagram at uh, ccrip1312. Um, but basically, we're just going out every week uh, on Sundays, and we spend like six, seven hours going to all the different unhoused uh, camps that we can find, uh, and just like hanging out and trying to build community with them, and then meeting any needs that they may have, whether that be legal or, you know, trying to hook them up housing or jobs or whatever resources. Um, and then the second part uh, of the group is we meet on Tuesdays and table outside of our local jail. Um, and we just greet anybody who's getting released, um, offer them you know, bus pass, bus passes, uh, food, uh, cigarettes, you know, whatever they need and just like a kind, a kind word, you know, um, just trying to build that community, um, reminding everybody that, you know, we're all humans, right. And we should all be there for each other. Um, I think those are two communities that have really been othered, um, in, in Pittsburgh, and I'm sure a lot of other places. So we're trying to do everything we can to, you know, build up that community, build bridges, uh, remind everybody that they're human beings and that, you know, as much as people don't like to be reminded of it, you're, you, you could be one day from living on the street yourself or finding yourself in the jail, because I know people like to say that people in the jail deserve to be there, but, um, do they? do they <laughs> and you know a lot of them are, are just because they can't afford bail you know to get out or a lot of them have done nothing wrong so um yeah so anybody who's interested if you're in the pittsburgh area uh hit me up on whatever social media uh you can come hang out with us or um you can donate um through our instagram the the crip 1312 Instagram, I think links to uh, Crips Venmo or whatever. So, yeah. That's awesome. We've talked about this with quite a few people. We actually had uh, Brian Brunk from uh, Thou on the show a little while back. Yeah. And uh, he made a really good point that he wishes bands would use their platform, not necessarily to, you know, push political agendas because that's, that's great on one side, but you're, only, you're never going to convert everyone. But what you should yeah. do more is push causes things like right. what you're doing um, use a platform to get people to volunteer, to donate, to, to support causes that they can actually become actually involved with. Um, and yeah. I fully agree. Tangible with that. things. So, yeah. You, you see a lot of people saying like, this is wrong. We should stand against this, which is great. You have to call stuff out, but right. doing nothing after that doesn't solve the problem. <laughs> right. And it's important to have people that are, like you said, that are, that are boosting awareness mm -hmm. of, of different things, uh, calling it out, you know, it's, I'm sure it's important to vote, you know, but if you want to do more than that <laughs> and, and do something more directly, then yeah, I, I think 
that that's why I really love when you were saying the the different samplers that you're doing and you know the money that you're raising for different causes because I, I'm I'm of the opinion that if you have a platform of any kind that you should be doing something with it something meaningful with it right I agree completely I uh, I actually just this, a few weeks ago started a nonprofit record label uh, myself that's the sole purpose of which is to uh, give a platform to underrepresented marginalized artists. Um, Hell yeah. Thank you. It's called uh, Heritage Harmony Records and uh, it's exclusively working with bands outside of the United States and Western Europe uh, and Central Europe because I feel like uh, those areas have a really unfair advantage in the global music market uh, as opposed to non-English speaking artists. Um, I know all artists struggle to some extent but it's, it's really those people outside of those regions are really disadvantaged trying to break into the English-speaking market. That that's fantastic. I'm going through and I'm following you on all the on <laughs> all the yeah. things right now. We've just started. Re I just started recently, so we've got a couple of artists signed. Um, trying to make it as diverse as possible, so we've got some bands from South Africa, Bulgaria, Peru. Um, I'm in talks with some people from Mexico. Uh, where else? Uh, Kenya. So it's, yeah, it's really, it's a fun project and it's, it's really great to be able to help those people where I can. That's so cool. All right. I found your Twitter and your YouTube and I followed you. Are you oh, on awesome. Bandcamp? Uh, yeah, that's what the, the label is actually digital only. It's fully based on Bandcamp. Um, oh, and I found just, it. It's hosted on the other things. We're on Instagram, Twitter, all the major platforms, Tumblr. Yo, Tumblr. I always forget that we have a Tumblr, that I made us a Tumblr. Like I, I genuinely love Tumblr, even though it's not used nearly enough. I always thought Tumblr was cool because it was a yeah. I mean, that was that was a place that I would always go to like follow um like visual artists, and it was mm -hmm. a platform that you could look at large, high quality versions of of the artwork. So right, it wasn't compressed. Right. Um, Brendan, I know you always have some great questions about local places. Did you want to talk about the local scene and food and that sort of mm. thing? Well, can you tell me about uh, Fremonti's sandwich? <laughs> have you been? I haven't. Okay. Um, so this is very offensive to a lot of people uh, from Pittsburgh. I, That's okay. I do not like Permanis. Um Permani's whole idea is, so like the idea was, you know, we were a steel mill town, right? Um, so you had a, a bunch of workers that wouldn't have a long time uh, for, for a lunch break. So they would just go to this place and literally they would put the whole lunch in between two pieces of bread. So you go to Permani's and you get meat and eggs and cheese and sauerkraut and French fries between two pieces of bread and it's a gigantic sandwich. <laughs> um, I love, I love that story. I love, you know, I love the idea of what's going on in those sandwiches, but Permani's, in my opinion, only tastes good if it's two o'clock in the morning and you've been drinking for at least 12 hours. Um, <laughs> so there's a restaurant called Fatheads, um, that is probably a block and a half from, from Permani's, um, and it's, it's the same kind of thing. They put like, you know, five different kinds of meat on 
on a sandwich and the sandwich is as big as your head and it's fantastic. Um, they like cure all their own meat in house and smoke it in house and stuff. And the price point is the same. It's, it's the same as for Manny's. It just, it tastes good at fat heads and it doesn't taste good at for Manny's. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, uh, what about the, uh, the Beto's pepperoni roll? I, I, I've seen pepperoni rolls everywhere, but is that one? Yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely delicious. Um, like it's funny that you bring up pepperoni rolls. I was super craving one today. Um, (laughs) but that was like something that my grandma used to make all the time, you know, pepperoni rolls and like a super simple thing. Um, and you would think like there's other stuff that like my grandma made where it ruined that food for me and I never want to eat anybody else's version of it again. But Mm -hmm. pepperoni rolls are one of those things that I will eat anyone's pepperoni roll. It, it's gonna be good. <laughs> Hell yeah. And then I, I guess like for my, my final sort of food question right now, um, a, a Pittsburgh salad. What are you guys doing with that? What? <laughs> <laughs> so a Pittsburgh salad, uh, that's something that you can get, you know, most places, most restaurants in Pittsburgh. It, um, it's kind of like a poutine, right? But, Poutine? No, it's like, it's a salad. Um, There's lettuce in there, like the base is lettuce, but then you top that lettuce, you top the salad with steak and french fries. Um, So you can go to Fatheads and enjoy that with some hard boiled eggs and red onion and I think rosemary, cherry, pepper, tomato, mayo or something like that. But it's like, <laughs> like, you know, we we found a way to make salad the unhealthiest thing it could ever be. Like, <laughs> <laughs> need to deep fry it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. Like I'm on a diet. I had a salad. And like, yeah, Pittsburgh salad has <laughs> literally a pound of steak Did on it. Three thousand calories salad. Exactly. Yeah. Um, that's one of the things that like, uh, like I love food. So any band that comes through, um, I love when they ask me about where to eat or like bars to go to or places to get food. Um, that's, that's my favorite thing to get asked <laughs> by anybody. I, my favorite thing is that, um, you know how, historically New Yorkers are supposed to be snobs about, and they think that only New York city has really good pizza. Right. Um, well, the best pizza comes from New Haven, but we can talk about that later. I, I would love to talk about that later. Um, <laughs> uh, all these bands from New York city have come through and some of them have been snobby and like, no, I'm not going to eat the pizza. Then they try the pizza and they're like, holy shit, this is the best pizza I've ever had. And I'm like, it's just the place down the street in Pittsburgh. Like we have so much good pizza, so many different styles uh, of pizza, like everywhere. It's fantastic. I've never heard that before. So that's interesting to know. Yeah. We got the Detroit style, the New York style. We have tradition, like traditional Italian, like different um, areas of Italy, specific types of pizza, like Mm -hmm. whatever, whatever kind we got it. It's fantastic. 
if you don't believe me, come to tour through Pittsburgh and I'll take you out. Let's do that. What about <laughs> beer? Well, um, is there uh, some good uh, breweries or some like cool spots that aren't like in the mainstream? Yeah. Um, so all of my favorite bars are dive bars. Um, obviously, uh, <laughs> I've spent way too much time, <clears throat> but met a lot of really good friends in a lot of them. So one of my favorites is uh, D's Cafe. Um, it's one of those places that like from the outside, you can't even tell that there's anything there. Um, it looks like a closed warehouse almost, but then you walk in and you feel like you're going back 40 years in time. Um, and it's just, it's filthy. It's disgusting. Um, but the jukebox is fantastic and nobody, nobody messes with you. You can just go in there and drink and play darts. You can go drink for 10 hours and walk out with a $20 bill. You know, and it, it's one of those kind of places. Um, Hell yeah. But as far as like breweries that are really good in Pittsburgh, I would say 11th Hour is probably my favorite. Um, they've really been knocking it out of the park, uh, with, especially with IPAs, uh, probably like the last five years. Like every single one that they put out is fantastic. Um, and then there's one called Hitchhiker that is also really good. They, I think they're really good at IPAs and then a lot of people like their sours, I think, which I'm not a big sours guy, but All right. yeah. yeah, the brewery I work for does a bunch of sours. People go nuts over them. They do. I, I really feel like my wife doesn't like beer, um, but I feel like she drinks apple cider vinegar every single day and she <laughs> likes it. She drinks those kombucha drinks and stuff. So yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I bet you you're gonna like a sour if I just can find the right one to give her. Right, right. Definitely. Yeah, we do like. One. Oh man, some pretty neat ones like like passion fruit and a dragon fruit one. We do you know strawberry and a blueberry one and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's neat. Sours are pretty cool, man. Some of them can be really intense, though, you know, depending on how they're made. Yeah. I think the closest I ever got to liking one was like a strawberry rhubarb sour. Ooh, that'd be pretty nice. cool. That'd be good. It was, it, was, it was almost there for me. I was like, this half tastes amazing and half is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, maybe we'll just... We've never been up there, so we'll I'll just make my wife go up to New Haven with me and we'll try your sours. Yeah, do it. Yeah, you guys aren't too too far from Connecticut. Actually, I have no idea. The farthest I've ever gone, <clears throat> I've gone to Canada. I went to Can uh Toronto to see a Ronzi Pazuzu. Nice. Uh, cool. That, how was that? Unbelievable. Uh just absolutely incredible um it was probably I'm, I'm not exaggerating when i say i've been to thousands of shows in my life and that was like probably one of 10 that gave me goosebumps uh when wow. i saw them um so yeah that or i think the other closest that we've gotten 
like north is like we've headlined in Brooklyn a couple times. Yeah, we're about maybe hour and a half, two hours from Brooklyn. Oh, all right. That's like a, so that'll be like nine hour drive for me. That's worth it for some beers. Yeah. <laughs> Google mapping it right now. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, so the brewery technically is in uh, South Windsor, Connecticut. Okay. Yeah, some fun stuff. All right. So, do you have a venue up there that we can play at when I drive up there? There's a there's a few spots around for sure. We're actually going to be getting a guy on the show um, that does um, booking and all that kind of stuff um, coming up. I'll link you guys up. Okay. Yeah. Deadlock Productions. Oh, this is like, it says it's only an eight hour drive, probably because we're skipping Brooklyn uh, or like not driving into New York City. Uh, yeah, but like, probably it probably you. It literally takes out eight hours to get to Brooklyn. So, wow, you're like, you're, you're like, I don't know, however many miles farther, but it's the same amount of time. That's wild. That that's um yeah, you probably have to go through. Do you go through Jersey? Uh, to get to Brooklyn, yeah. Yeah, so they probably have you not go through Jersey. I feel like maybe I don't know. It depends, I guess. Like, yeah, but I, I don't know. That fucking place is a armpit, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Not to talk shit on a whole state, but <laughs> I will say the last time that we drove through there, like, you're not driving in New Jersey for long, um, the way that we went. Um, and we were, you know, I, it was probably only like, in New Jersey for like 15 miles and I rolled down the window and it just smelled like garbage. And I was yeah. just like, wow, this state sucks, you know, but it was because like <laughs> all we saw were uh, there was garbage dumps and prisons. And I was yep. like, I was like, it's I like don't want to in gas production kind of shit. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to talk shit on the whole state, but like, you know, that was my whole experience was just prison. <laughs> and if you could just fist pump the, the smell out of the sky, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure New Jersey is lovely and there's a lot of cool places there. Somebody that's oh, there is, there is. Hey, my somebody... grandma lives there. Yeah. Oh, there you go. I'll say somebody <laughs> that's mad at me in the comments, just tell me where to go in New Jersey and I'll go. <laughs> Correct us. Yeah. Educate us. Go on the podcast and tell them. Yeah. <laughs> We're getting all these podcasts hosting requests from all these New Jersey bands suddenly. It's so <laughs> <laughs> and then Oozcast is just getting a bunch of inbox <laughs> inbox messages on Twitter and Facebook of people wanting to fight us from New Jersey. <laughs> Speaking of uh, New Jersey, uh, I've just been watching a show have you heard of boardwalk empire yes yeah i'm just about to finish that absolutely excellent series like uh i haven't i you know i haven't seen it and i know all about it 
I don't know. It's like if you like The Sopranos, then watch it. It's like I find it. I, I might get a lot of flack for this, but I find it better than The Sopranos. But similar sort of vein, like uh, very much mobster type show. But I like it as well because it has a lot of historical figures in it throughout the Prohibition era, mm. which is really cool. Um, but on the topic of cinema and TV, uh, I know that uh, your band is pretty big fans of the movie The Room. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about uh, your favorite film? Yes. Um, so it is it is canon in this band's lore that one of the things that brought us together uh, as a band was the movie The Room, uh, Tommy Wiseau's The Room. Uh, it is lauded, rightly so, as one of the worst movies of all time. Um, but it's also absolutely fantastic. Uh, we We literally watched it like a hundred times in the first two years that we discovered it um because we were making every single person that we knew watch it like at least once um <laughs> that movie is terrible but i love it so much and we can literally like we it's in it's entered and has been for over 10 years our normal dialogue has changed like we just it's just room quotes are permanently embedded in our regular daily conversation now. <laughs> that's uh, that's me with the uh, the Simpsons. Like, I've been watching it since I was a child, and uh, there's like a, probably an inappropriate amount of situations where I'll just quote a Simpsons quote in response to something happening with something someone says. That's amazing. <laughs> they've been it's been going for like how many seasons? Like thirty two seasons or something. They've they yeah. Have some, they have something for everything. They've covered every situation. Yeah. I think mm -hmm. I'm only that way with like The Room or Lord of the Rings, like uh -huh. the, Lord of, the Lord of the Rings trilogy, and then the 90s X-Men cartoon. Yeah. I want to cover that so bad. Um, <laughs> oh. Probably what about Bob too? That's another one I can like. I that know I don't. I don't know that one. That's like a older Bill Murray movie. That's just it's unhinged. Um, okay, which one? What about Bob? Yeah, that's from. Uh, they did. Uh, what was that? Um, was it Lake Winnipesaukee, New Hampshire? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I grew up uh, in Keene, New Hampshire. So I was like, and love Bill Murray. That movie is amazing. <laughs> I think that was the, again, raised super conservative. That was the first PG movie that I was ever allowed to watch. And so like, <laughs> that was one of my favorite movies ever. What? Bob. <laughs> Son of a bitch and Bob. Uh, <laughs> It's all just like, man, what's up? Yeah. Just want to hang out. <laughs> oh, that dude, that movie was so good. I'm gonna have to watch it. I've never even heard of it until now. Oh man, that's a classic from like my childhood. So what I'm hearing is that we're turning this podcast interview into just the three of us like watching what about bob together <laughs> yeah we'll, um, we'll, like, we'll do a live we stream for that actually yeah oh it's so good 
He's taking baby steps. Baby, baby, steps. baby steps to the baby, elevator. Baby steps. <laughs> the uh, the other one that I because uh, I'm obviously not from the US, but I grew up on uh, like British TV and British cinema. Um, and uh, for me, I don't know if you've heard of uh, Peep Show. Yes, mm-hmm. that's that's the other one that I I can just quote that whole show basically. Um, so I wasn't going to assume where you're from, but since you've told me I'm, and we're talking about movies, I want to ask you a question that I've never gotten to ask. (laughs) Okay. Someone from your country. We like to take your movies. I mean, America likes to take everything from everywhere and steal it for for ourselves. But like we did it to the office and then we did it to, there's a specific movie that I really loved uh, called Death at a Funeral. Did I you ever see movie. that movie? Yeah. I love, I love the original movie. Yeah. How did you feel about that being remade? <laughs> and, and it was like so, a year later. The remake I, had been still in it, right? No. Uh, no. No, I thought it was, it was an old black cast, wasn't it? I oh, think you're it right. Was. You're right. You're right. And it was a midget. It was no, that's, uh, that's the original one. Oh, okay, that was the original one that had Peter Dinklage. Right. Oh, okay, that's the okay. So I don't know how something we make. Uh, oh, so just no, the Peter, Peter Dinklage was in the American one. Oh, he's in the remake. Oh. That's right. I'm getting them confused because he is English, but he was in the yeah. Ah, uh, right, right. That's what I'm thinking okay. of. It had uh, was it one with like Luke Wilson and Chris yeah. Rock, Tracy Morgan, yeah. and Peter Dinklage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Chasey Morgan's funny. Yeah. And the yeah. original one, who was the, okay. Wait, was he in the, Peter Dinklage was in the original as well. I just checked. He was in both. Oh. Yeah. He was the only actor in both. Okay. Um, so just, just just to clarify, I'm not actually English. I uh, I just sound like I am because I've lived in so many Commonwealth countries. I am originally South African. Um, oh. And, oh. Yeah. And then grew up in New Zealand and then Australia. But all three of those countries very big on british television and cinema so okay yeah i grew up watching that but i'll tell you the same answer because america's remade a bunch of australian shows as well, and movies as well so i feel the same way about it but um i think that the humor doesn't translate i don't think it yeah. translates because american humor is very different to to british style humor and australia new zealand's uh and South Africa have much more of a British sense of humor, a lot more sarcasm, dry wit, um, a lot less slapstick and in-your-face stuff, uh-huh. um, and a lot more self-deprecating as well. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it just doesn't translate. And then whenever the Americans try to do like a a parody or a spinoff of a British one, it always gets like the jokes. I don't need to insult anyone in the U.S. in any way, but the jokes are so much more obvious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, mm-hmm. the, deli- the delivery is always like really over the top, or like. But I'm pissed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's I don't know. It's just a different approach to humor. We need oh. that. We're, we need that. We're not. Um, We're not sophisticated well, enough gonna, in our humor. I was gonna <laughs> say now I'm gonna insult my entire country, so I won't. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, I. I, 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 there's a lot of great American comedy. I'll say that. I'm not. Oh, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not shitting on American comedy. There's a, yeah, some yeah. amazing American comedy, obviously. Um, just 
different styles and they don't translate well it's, i'll leave it at that i just loved how like like you said like with the dry humor in in the original death at a funeral is just it's absurd it, it, it's it's amazing i, mm -hmm. I love that movie so much <laughs> and the british the british do awkwardness like better than anyone um <laughs> right like the like if you watch the british office versus the american office it's like 10 times more uncomfortable like ricky gervais is so uncomfortable in that show what was it? So, there was another show about uh the crazy family why can't i think of the name of it that got remade yeah um i know that the u.s tried to make the american version of kath and kim which was the australian uh it's like an australian show that was like iconically oh australian God. um like the whole point of the show was how aggressively australian it was that made it funny and then they did the u.s version with like i guess like we have a term in australia that doesn't really translate to america called bogan which is like in the us you would say like white trash but white trash is like negative connotations that people don't like self-identifying as i guess whereas in no australia, like, i don't want to be white trash bro in australia a lot of people who are in that category are very proud to identify as that so it's like it's a very different yeah. mind yeah it does i don't know how, if there's direct like equivalent to that term um i think here uh like a lot of other things i was born and raised white trash uh i would self-identify as white trash and know a lot of people who have done it proudly okay uh, so if someone else called you white trash then it's not cool <laughs> right okay okay yeah and like does white trash in the u.s like <laughs> oh. do you, would you say like white trash in the u.s translates like you have to be in a city or out of a city or it doesn't matter where you live like does it translate to redneck or white trash depending on where you're located type thing or it uh i think it's largely it's mostly just like redneck uh redneck okay yeah yeah stay in here yeah i think like white trash is what rednecks call white trash <laughs> I'm, I'm very curious how this episode's going to go down. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Um, how did we, how did we get here? <laughs> well, the the show I was thinking of uh, was called Shameless. Oh yeah, that no, the, oh, yeah. the American version of that is excellent though, because it's got um, what's his name? Uh, who's the main the dad in that? Uh, William H. Ma is it Macy? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yes. he's Frank. He is fantastic. He's hilarious. He's so good. That show. No, that that is. And then um, of, oh, I can't remember the example. actor's name, but uh, Lip, he's in another yeah. show called The Bear. He's in yeah. a few things, and then what's yeah, her name? Yeah, he's a really good actor, man. His yeah. oldest daughter was in Phantom of the Opera as well. That actress. With what? Butler. Yeah, she really? was in. Uh, she was with Gerard Butler in the Phantom of the Opera movie. Whoa! Um, so like, I saw that. I guess when it first came out, and I didn't watch Shameless probably until two years ago. So I completely didn't make that connection yeah no i didn't either i uh i watched the Phantom of the opera when it first came out like you did then i watched shameless then i rewatched Phantom of the opera with my wife and i was like oh shit it's what's her name from uh from shameless and she's actually got a yeah. really good voice huh that was a cool show yeah. that was a great show i had a 10-year run man that like 
I'm not saying I drank anywhere near his level, but that that season where he got like liver failure and stuff. Oh God! That, that yeah, John, like, just like the whole episode. Yeah, that made me like, like, like maybe I shouldn't have another beer tonight. <laughs> like, <Right>? Yeah, <laughs> you know, water sounds pretty nice right now. Yeah, I need to lay off for a week or two. Um, so he went to sweat lodge. Right. Just just to to get back on on music for a second because we have gone pretty far <laughs> off the rails uh, this episode. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about a band you were in called uh, Unfill? I, I know that you're no longer with them, but uh, I know you, you did play with them for a couple of years, right? Yeah. Um, so there's a band called Unfurl um, from Pittsburgh. I originally heard them. Um, they put out an album called The Waking Void, uh, which was really sweet. And um, I think Sludge Lord uh posted about it which was hilarious to me that it's happened more than once that sludge lord has posted about a pittsburgh band that i'd never heard of um (laughs) that was really good um and then like the studio engineer that we go to uh matt at very tight recordings also like brought that album to me um so i i was a big fan and you know, in the pandemic, like everything shut down. I think I was in 17 different projects until March of 2020. And then like everything just kind of died. And I either projects like uh, quit altogether or I quit them. Um, but so uh, Unfurl was looking for a drummer. And I was like, hey, your record was really good. I'd, I'd love to try out. And apparently they were fans of our band. So uh, it just kind of like worked immediately. Um, so oh, yeah. awesome. we just like, like my band, Uzkost wasn't even getting together or practicing or writing or anything. Um, so like I just went, you know, a couple times a week and wrote an album with them, uh, which just just came out called Ascension. Um, it was self-released. Um, again, I've, I've drummed for a lot of projects, mostly, mostly black metal and death metal. Um, and this unfurl record was the most challenging drumming that I've ever done. Um, it was just like the, the guitar player in that band unfurl, his name is Dale and he's just, he's just unbelievable. I don't understand how he writes the way that he does. He'll literally like, while I'm setting up my drums, he would just sit and riff off this on the spot for like 12 minutes straight. And it would be like this complete epic 12 minute song that he just shit out of nowhere, you know? (laughs) And like, he, he wouldn't record any of it and he wouldn't remember it because he's just, He's just basically noodling, but usually like when people are noodling, it's just nonsense, you know, but like he was on the spot creating these incredible riffs that were spanning, you know, from grindcore to black metal to death metal to, to doom and sludge and hardcore and like uh, math metal and like all this crazy. And then like, post hardcore and I just I don't understand how his brain works with music but he's just an incredible 
incredible songwriter. So I was, I was very happy to get to contribute drums to that. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I, it's actually a band I haven't checked out. I just saw uh, when I was preparing for this that, that you'd been a member. So I'm definitely going to have to give them a listen. I saw that you know, released an album in 2023, like, oh, this month. Yeah, that was literally like at the beginning of the month. Wow. Okay. And then uh, you were also in a band called Swarming as well, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I was in Swarming. Um, I think that counts less. Uh, like Unfurl, I played a couple shows with. Uh, Swarming was just a studio project amongst friends. Um, okay. So that was me uh, and then Brandon, who used to play guitar um, in Uzkost. Um, and Brandon was starting his own studio. I think he might still have a studio. I'm not sure. Um, and then our friend Nate, who I'm not supposed to say what band he's from. Even though if you go to Metal Archives, it's it's it literally links you to the other band that he's in, um, uh, and that was just like a fun project that we just like <clears throat> we just sat down, wrote it in a couple hours, and then recorded it in a couple hours like the same day. Um, wow! Yeah, and that was like we had no idea what what we were gonna try to write before we got there. It was just like. Let's see what happens. And that, that swarming record is what happened. That's awesome. And I will say that without saying the name of the band that I saw your friend Nate's main band uh, this year live. Oh yeah? Yeah, no, great show. The lineup nice. was actually ridiculously stacked, um, especially for the price of the concert. Nice. Oh. And I, I would say <laughs> who played with them, but they'll give away what the band is. <laughs> um, that's great lineup legendary headliner yeah um yeah great um and then i i don't know if you want to talk about this one as well but i, I saw you used to be in a uh, it was a two-piece called twilight fauna oh yeah um so that was uh twilight fauna existed before me and it was a solo project uh like a solo appellation folk black metal project um, from a guy named Paul Raymondwood. Mm -hmm. um, and he was like, we started talking on the internet, like over Twitter uh, early on in me starting to become radicalized, you know, as I referenced earlier. Sure. Uh, and like, I learned a lot from him and his wife about like, feminism and trans rights and stuff like that um and wrote recorded a bunch of records with him uh we were actually in another band together called arette uh with members of other like black metal bands and stuff too um but then i forget time means nothing to me at this point but i think it was 2020 okay. um that uh it came out that paul was actually apparently uh an abuser um oh, wow. so there was like an anonymous account on twitter um that came out and said that he had done some horrible things um and i don't know what those things were i i still get messages to this day uh like three years later asking me 
what happened. I don't know. All I know is that he did something and that something made him want to quit music forever and quit social media forever. So uh, I support all survivors and, you know, I took that seriously. I quit Twilight Fauna the day that I found out. Uh, And then me and the other members of Arette uh, broke up Arette uh, that same day as well. Wow. Good for you. That's awesome to, to see that little support. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, so, shocking, shocking how many people make excuses for people. Yeah. Right. And, and I, I mentioned that, well, not just because you asked, but like people still list Twilight Fauna on the like, you know, the big ally playlists on or like anti-fascist playlists on Spotify or YouTube or whatever. But just to say like, hey, you appreciate it, but all that money goes directly to him and you don't want to support him, so. Right, definitely. Do you remember that absolutely crazy stuff that came out about the dude from Neurosis? Yeah. Yeah, man. (laughs) That was like, what the, like, you know, like, that was really shocking stuff. And it it got so public as well. And then, like, it, it felt like he was trying to manipulate the public the response to it. Yeah, 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 exactly. He, he, that's exactly what it was. He was just getting... Uh, a, so a, a narcissism? That's oh, all yeah. they did, right? Yeah, but it's like, it was it was obviously coming out anyway, and he just wanted to control the narrative and, and shape how the story came out and paint himself as, like, repentant instead of just... Well, and he sort of had a, a, a respect to his family to try and at least shield them from like that kind of stuff like it's their their business but it's none of like the public's business for like his wife and his kids and stuff you know what i mean that's not fair to them yeah it's yeah it's uh it was coming out anyway is basically what my understanding Mm. that's why he got ahead of it it wasn't because he actually wanted to own up to it it's that well right right no i yeah i agree Mm. It's crazy how prevalent all of this is, right? Like, right. I don't know. I don't know if it's like social media or if it's Me Too or, you know, like people feeling more confident and standing up to stuff like this or, right. you know, the ease of access of, or like getting it out to people. Or <laughs> it, it just seems like every week there's some band that like, I was a fan of that I have a shirt of that I have three records on my record shelf from that I'm like they're either a Nazi or a rapist or they start saying some crazy shit about trans people on on the internet and then I'm like well fuck them (laughs) or or they're on QAnon and like drinking the (laughs) Kool-Aid yeah yeah. Like, remember, remember, this, remember what happened with uh what's his name from ice earth i was like <laughs> it was like at yeah. the capital <laughs> he uh didn't he he was gonna get prison time i think yeah. but didn't yeah. he he, he like snitched. he snitched and got out yeah <laughs> he did he like hilarious. testified against other people or something and got out that is so hilarious to me like it, it is <laughs> The the memes that came out of that were just oh yeah as well. That's that's one thing about the world going to shit. 
uh, in so many different ways that at least we have a lot of good content. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a lot of memes. It's like, yeah, 2020 was like the, one of the bleakest years in, in modern history. And But the memes <laughs> are very, so spicy. <laughs> but the memes. <laughs> um, just to, just, we've gone a little bit over time, but that's totally fine. Just to, to wrap up, um, before I ask my, my last few questions, um, I know you said you had some singles coming up. Do you want to tell people a little bit about what's coming? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, so we have been uh, recording and releasing uh, a single every two months, releasing them. Uh, we had plans to do six of these. Four of them have been released already. Uh, and then two weeks ago, we recorded our last two singles. Um, and so you should expect those in the next couple months. Um, we just got done filming a music video for the first one. Um, so I don't have a release, a hard release date yet because our studio engineer is going to get married. And so he's being super selfish and focusing on his, his fiance and his wedding instead of our, instead of mixing our, our song. Wow. Um, <laughs> in case I was using dry humor there. There, there you go. <laughs> in, case, in case that doesn't carry over. I love him. I'll, He's uh, great. This uh, was I'll insert a, a laugh track after that. <laughs> um, so uh, that'll be coming soon. And then here's a here's a spoiler or Easter egg or something um, for <laughs> anybody who cares enough. Uh, the second of these singles, which will be single number six, I'm not going to tell you who. I'm not going to tell you what movie, but we do have a guest vocalist featured very prominently on that song, and it is a famous actor or actress and when i say famous i mean along the lines of the room but not the room okay awesome <laughs> so if you if you google the worst three movies of all time uh i bet you you will you will see this the the movie that this person is from uh featured prominently alongside the room pretty consistently so can't say who it is, but it'll be in a couple months, and I'm really stoked about it. <laughs> That's awesome. Hell yeah. How did that come about? Uh, I drank too much, and I was sad at the bar, and I sent a tweet, and I, I just said it would be really cool to get guest vocals from, and I said, I tagged Tommy Wiseau from The Room. I tagged John Bernthal from the Punisher Netflix series. <laughs> I love that dude. And yeah, but he screams so much in that show and it yeah. sounds so tough. It does. Uh, I thought he would be a good guest vocalist. Uh, and then a third person who accepted within 60 seconds of me sending that drunk tweet. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, um, and then after that, we're we're already starting right now. We're, we're working on our next full length. Um, we just got to go label shopping. So if anybody that's listening has friends at any, any fun record labels that feel like paying for vinyl in today's day and age, 
tell him to hit us up. I might know someone that I can uh, talk to you about afterwards. Oh, hey. <laughs> we'll see. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll send the name over afterwards. Um, right. Also, just to on the, the Punisher note, that scene, I think it might be season two, where he uh, has the sledgehammer and it plays the Tom Waits Hellbroke Loose. Oh. One of my favorite TV scenes ever. I know. It's so good. <laughs> it was just perfect. That that was like such a perfect use of that song too. Like it just fits so well. Hell yeah. Um, cool. I have two questions for you then. One is super simple. One's gonna be a little bit trickier and put you on the spot. Uh, okay. we'll go with the, the tricky one first is if you were stranded on a desert island and you had a solar powered discman and three CDs to keep you company until you got rescued, what would they be? Holy shit. Oh my God. Uh, Dream Theater, Scenes from a Memory Part Two. Okay. Uh, oh my God. This is horrible. Lord Mantis, Perverter. Yes. All right. Um, Hell yeah. Lord Mantis. Uh, oh my God. Nothing that I, I'm going to be so mad at anything that I say for <laughs> the third one. Uh, uh. I'm, oh, yeah. I, oh, I'm also trying to remember who's canceled for valid reasons. <laughs> right. Uh, gosh darn it. Okay, I'll just say, um, I will say whatever the most recent Taylor Swift album will be at the time that I get stranded. Okay, you're a you're a fan. Yeah, I I'm a. Yes. My wife uh, is a, Tay -tay. A, a, a massive fan. So I've heard every song she's ever made like 50 times. It's not fun to have forced upon you, but if it's something that you want to listen to, it's great. I have become pretty numb to it at this point. It's fine. Um, <laughs> no, I'm, 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 I'm kidding. Um, you do build up immunity. Um, last question is, if someone wants to support the band, buy your music, uh, buy merchandise, follow you on socials, what are the best places to do all of those things? Um, so if you just Google our band, uh, you should come up with whatever. Um, but if you go to um, Linktree uh, backslash Oozcost, that'll take you to everything. Uh, you can get our Spotify, our Bandcamp, Twitter, Instagram, I don't think I have Tumblr on there. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can find us everywhere if you just search Who's Costs. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, we'll definitely keep an eye out for those upcoming singles and then for what you have coming. Um, love your work and we'd love to have you back on again sometime. All right. Thank you so much. Anytime. And uh, I'm looking forward to those cool comps that you got that are coming out. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, and for anyone listening home, thank you so much for tuning in and uh, come back next week. We'll have another guest for you.